And like, there's so many things I want to ask him. Like if I was sitting at a bar, I'd be like, okay, so so this scene, like when he does this, what is that all? Like I want to ask him about the headphones that I was talking We should to be clear, about. by the way, we watched this with Edgar Wright and Ansel Elgord there, and we didn't ask any questions. True, so you true. should take all of this with a grain <laughs> of salt. Because if we had the chance, we would apparently sit down and not say anything. <laughs> Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Spore the Warning podcast. This is review number 459 with a review of Baby Driver. I'm Christopher Schneezy. And I'm Stephen Miller. And if you're joining us for the first time, <laughs> the Spore the Warning podcast is a weekly film review program. Each week on the show, we're going to dive in, debate, discuss, and argue over the latest film releases coming to a theater near you. How you doing, Stephen? I'm doing well. <laughs> How are you doing, Chris? I'm, I'm doing all right. Happy Fourth of July! Happy Fourth of July! And by Happy Fourth of July, I mean happy some untold amount of days after Fourth of July. Yeah. Um, because nobody doesn't know when when we recorded this. Cinco de Julio. <laughs> sure. <laughs> I don't know what tone to strike for Baby Driver. Um. I, I, all I know is that there should be music playing and we should be totally syncopated to it. Oh, I, I mean, we are syncopated right now, but no one can see us at home. We're definitely <laughs> dancing, dancing in sync to something. Yes. Uh, mostly a boy bands from the... So we're, uh, we're recording this from inside a car, by the way. I just spun, like, pretty badass <laughs> flip. Wish no, you could have seen it. I mean, actually, uh, I... I went back in the day when this podcast first started... St- yeah. Um... It was literally recorded in my car. Uh, at least, at least segments of the episodes were recorded from my car. Uh, the original format of the show was to drive to a theater, have a discussion in the car about which of that week's releases we should be watching, and then go watch it, and then head home and and, and do a recording. Now, were you were you driving while you had the discussion? Was not driving while we had the discussion. Mostly mm-hmm. it was because there's a bunch of us packed in the car. I had like this PVC pipe rig that I built that would go through the center of the car. To... Chris was a clown back then. We should <laughs> we should make this clear. Yeah, it was thirty seven of us inside of this little tiny car. Uh, but no, th- those were fun days uh, back 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 in when I was experimenting in college with mm-hmm. podcasting. Yeah. When you were um, pod curious back in yeah, I was pod curious. 2003. <laughs> I, I literally was pod curious. I mean, that's that that's why this podcast started. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's a much different podcast now. We're in rooms with actual equipment that you know costs money. And, we're moving and, on up. Yeah, we're 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 doing this legit now. Um, but yeah, this is uh, we were gone over the Fourth of July weekend, so we're kind of trying to catch up on a few films that we missed. This is our review of Baby Driver. We'll also have a review of The Big Sick in the feed, and then. Uh, of course, next week, Spider-Man Homecoming. Oh, yeah. It's, I feel like a bunch of stuff is going to be coming, and you know our schedules may be a little crazy in the next few weeks, but we're going to do our best to get reviews out uh, and you know, some sort of regular schedule. Um, but yeah, to start this episode off, um, I, I had one specific question I wanted to ask you to start this off, Stephen, but I feel like that question sort of gets more into potential reviews for the film, mm-hmm. so I'm going to avoid that. I'm going to ask you... What is, of course, the most appropriate question, being that this is an Edgar Wright film. Uh, which of the three Cornettos trilogy films is your favorite, Stephen? Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it's a little bit unfair because I haven't given each equal time. Like, I, I don't think I've given each the same number of rewatches. But oh, so you're saying the one that you 
you, you've watched one of multiple times yes, and yeah. maybe the other one's a lot less. Yeah, and so yeah, yeah. it's like, it's almost like in the format of your watching, you have to necessitate that that one. Is exactly. So by my memory, the ranking would be Hot Fuzz is my favorite, followed by Shaun of the Dead, followed by, is it called At the World's End? I think it's just called The World's End. The World's End. End. Yeah. Yeah, I, I could be wrong, but and to me, it's a pretty strong ranking. Like I have, I have the fondest memories of sh- uh, of Shaun Hot of Fuzz, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. no, of Hot Fuzz. Yeah, but yeah. I also got to watch Hot Fuzz in theaters, having already seen Shaun of the Dead. Yeah, so it was yeah, kind yeah. of my first big like theater going experience for Edgar Wright. Whereas Shaun of the Dead, by the time I caught it, it had been out for a while, and I like saw it on DVD, and I wasn't that into the kind of horror tropes that it was making fun of. Yeah. So I, I had a blast with it, but it wasn't as near and dear to my heart as Hot Fuzz. Yeah, I mean, I, 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 I thought it was Shot in the Dark. I thought you might say Shaun of the Dead was was your favorite, but also myself, Hot Fuzz is definitely the standout for me. I think that Shaun of the Dead is great, and I, but I think what that is is a character thing that's set in the universe of a zombie flick, and it's, it's, it's like the the thing that it is aping. It is just the backdrop for the story that's being told, and mm-hmm. I think Hot Fuzz is legitimately an action film that happens to be making fun of action. But it's almost like some of the jokes about the action genre are almost the joke is the back burner to Mm -hmm. being a legitimate film. Yeah, I mean, it's the the quintessential, like, being a great entry into the thing that you're skewering, right? And Shaun of the Dead maybe is, but I don't think anyone would say Shaun of the Dead is a great horror movie, right? No, yeah, yeah, no. I mean, it's always sort of silly mm-hmm. and i think that i think that hot fuzz really stepped it up and was like no no we're gonna make a badass movie yeah that is also going to be funny and also is sort of like tongue-in-cheek but is also ser- like the the story is is silly in it when you think about it but it's also legit and i, I don't know i just i love that film mm-hmm. and every once in a while i encounter somebody who, who thinks it's not good mm-hmm. and i just have to look at them and shake my head especially if they're you know, from the UK, yeah, Keith Martin, um, <clears throat> uh, not to name names, uh, but uh, but yeah, okay. So now now that's settled. Yeah, let's talk about Baby Driver. Oh yeah. <laughs> All right, we're gonna take a listen to the trailer for Baby Driver, and then we're gonna come back and give everyone a review. starting your day or did you just get off they call i go you know so what is it you do i'm a driver oh like a chauffeur anyone i'd know i hope not what is your name baby your name's baby b-a-b-y baby one who say listen to the music all the time is he uh, mental mental meaning slow was he slow no he had an accident when he was a kid still has a hum in the drum plays music to drown it out and that's what makes him the best one more job and i'm done one more job and we're straight. Now, I don't think I need to give you the speech about what happens when you say no, how I could break your legs and kill everyone you love, because you already know that, don't you? Yeah. The moment you catch feelings is the moment you catch a bullet. And your uh, waitress girlfriend, she's cute. Let's keep it that way. I want to 
promised to head west and never stop. You in? I'm in, baby. Time to face the music. Baby, we need to get out of here. I have to end this. Are we in bed together now? Baby. Baby? Baby. Doc said Michael Myers. This is Mike Myers. It should be the Halloween mask. This is a Halloween mask. No, the killer dude from Halloween. Oh, you mean Jason. No! Baby, you tell me who does. You a good girl? You love her? Yes, I do. That's too bad. So Baby Driver is basically the story of a driver named Baby. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, as one does, you know, being a proficient driver, you know, you're, you're going on heists and you're helping get away Chappy from things. Style. Yeah, Chappy style. Yeah, you're putting people to sleep. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but uh, essentially, he owes a debt to a bad man. Clears off that debt, thinks he's out of the game. He's gonna go off, live his life, mix his music. Um, but unfortunately, he's got to get drawn back in for one last job. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, it's a story of this guy, baby, who listens to music as he does his ice because um, of an accident when he was a child. And uh, yeah, crazy action film, Stephen Miller. Yeah. So I know I will be the opposite of contrarian. I'll be very predictable by making this comparison. But I think back when we reviewed Free Fire, there was this feeling that the trailer it gave promised a sort of carefree, fun, and intense stylized action that the movie didn't quite deliver on. Like the, like the movie chose to be not the thing that the trailer was selling you. Yeah. Um, and I'm pretty sure Baby Driver like is in the dictionary under things that the trailer is accurately selling you. <laughs> like this is a movie that is exactly what you signed up for when you come sit down in the theater. Yeah, yeah. Uh, like the the trailer promises you a movie that's going to have a few kind of wacky characters in the heist crew. I don't remember if it reveals everyone. I think it shows you Jamie Foxx and John Hamm and kind of yeah. the, if, the if main. You watch, if you watch trailer two, so there's mm-hmm. the original trailer, the international trailer, and then trailer two, which I watched just earlier before we went and grabbed food mm-hmm. um it, it is a very long trailer yeah. <laughs> that shows a lot more of the character dynamics of all like the extra the extra crew mm-hmm. um actually it features jamie fox a lot really? <laughs> so depending on which trailer you've seen i'll probably play the first trailer or parts of that one but yeah i think um that even it doesn't tonally change but it definitely feels like a lot of time was spent to mm. edit that trailer. Uh, Interesting. Yeah. yeah. So, so I mean, this is basically a movie where you know what you're getting. You're getting a movie that is going to be chock full of music. People have described this as basically half action, half music video. And I don't know if I would go that far, but this is definitely a very, very, very music soundtrack driven film. Um, it's also a film that kind of sets out to have a lot of fun with well-worn tropes like the kid is proficient at driving. He isn't really in the crime world, but he's definitely allowing himself to be a part of the crime world. He's pretty wordless. I think we can think of another movie about a wordless driver that is <laughs> kind of finds himself in the crime world and then escalates and goes against it toward the end. Um, and and there are clear. I mean, oh, I mean, you 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 don't even have to beat around the bush. I mean, yeah. I, when the when the trailer for Baby Driver first appeared, I was like, so this is like Drive, 
but Edgar Wright's Drive. Yeah. Different heavy soundtrack, but still heavy soundtrack. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but, but this is just a, it, it's a total blast to watch. I mean, everyone is chewing scenery in this movie. Kevin Spacey is totally Kevin Spacey. John Hamm is having a blast as his kind of very, very villainous, dark character. Jamie Foxx reprising his horrible boss's role. Um, <laughs> just everyone is in tip-top shape for this movie. And it's just a wild ride. I mean, it isn't. It isn't a deep film. This this is one of those things where I don't know how much conversation we're going to have because I feel like the spark notes of the film are the film, which is it's an awesome, fun movie with amazing car chases, cool characters, intensely well edited shots, and choreography that actually makes sense. Yeah. And that that is what you're signing up for. That's what you're getting. If there's a deeper meaning to like the music and the character of Baby beyond kind of the this basic worn tropes of like a mysterious figure who has some kind of haunted past and rises above it i didn't catch the i didn't catch the deeper (laughs) meaning i took this film at face value and i had a blast and that was my main takeaway from it just a super fun what you see is what you get tropey genre flick that does not outstay its welcome it knows when to like veer in and when to race away and in the meantime it just gives you the goods it gives you awesome car chases good music fun characters uh, a romance that is like, like most of these films, probably not the most well established in the world, but enough for <laughs> enough to telegraph to you why you care about these people and want them to succeed. I mean, come on, she makes great coffee. <laughs> yeah, the the only criticism I could give, and this isn't that much of a criticism because I didn't feel it was lacking this, but there's definitely a backstory to Baby and the reason that he needs to listen to music that is stated and is shown as a part of his character and then never explored in the way that you would kind of expect a character like this to have it explored. Like, basically, the the degree to which his backstory impacts who he is now is only in the sense of, like, a vague, not even superhero, but, like, side character in a superhero comic book having, like, a kind of mysterious backstory. And it's like, oh, yeah, that's why he has the earphones. Yeah, yeah. So so his ability to drive has nothing to do with his need to listen to music constantly mm-hmm. they're completely separate things about his character right he just happens to be a proficient driver um you could maybe make the argument that his parents were bad at driving and he spent his whole life getting good at it yeah <laughs> but, um, but you know it's 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 mm-hmm. hard to tell we're not going to victim blame on this podcast <laughs> but yeah i think this is a an incredibly fun film and as you said like Every single member of the cast is firing on all cylinders, much like the cars and the different chases. Mm-hmm. You know, it steers you, into the skid, you might say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or in some moments, steers away from the skid. Because hmm. when you're really good at driving, you can do whatever the hell you want in a car. Yeah. Um, but I think, you know, I, I think I do have some things to talk about with this film mm-hmm. um, outside of just gushing over it. I mean, I, I had amazing fun with it. It was a great time. Loved watching it. There is something about it, though, that made me... Um, I, I just have some reservations of my gushing. It, it, it's like, at the end of this, it's going to get a must-see. It's worth watching. People have said, should I see it? I'm like, yes, you should see it. Because it's awesome. Mm-hmm. Is it good? Maybe not. Uh, mm. But I think, in general... I. So, for me, walking out, out of the, the film, I kind of... In my head, I was like, this is this year's... Uh, this is this year's uh, Hardcore Henry, mm-hmm. where it's like... Carson is not going to like that comparison. <laughs> no, he's not. But he's not here to argue with me. So, <laughs> suck it, Carson. Um, but what I mean by that is it's a, 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 a premise, and it commits fully to it, 
and it's really fun and stylized and it's big on the action, but it's not like you're not watching this movie for the story. You're watching this movie for the conceit of the thing. Mm -hmm. And to, to maybe give a better like I that was my initial reaction. And my secondary reaction when I was kind of thinking about how I was going to discuss it going into this episode, I think probably even the better comparison and. Carson will probably also not like it, but at the very least, it will get my point across maybe more clear. This is this year's The Revenant. Mm -hmm. So in The Revenant, I had an issue with the story and why am I watching this? Where it's like Edgar Wright, like he, all of his movies are a million cuts, crazy editing, really, really fast. Like it just, they, they have this rush to them Mm -hmm. and this film has that, but on top of that, it's all edited to, to music. And it's like the entire film is choreographed to these very specific songs that he chose and was like, I cannot make this movie until I secure the rights to these songs because I want to make this film with this thing. And it's it's on some level, I was just impressed by the job he did mm-hmm. making. Like I'm watching this movie going like, how, like, what, what? How how do you do... It's like a ship in a bottle, right? It's like, how did you start this? Yeah, yeah. And it's one of those things where it's like, there was, I mean, even, even when we were walking away from the theater, I was asking questions about like, oh, like, I wonder if this was like this or, you know, some of these things, they couldn't have been acted to that beat. It had to be like time remapped to fit these things because how do you even shoot this moment and do that? Like, there were so many questions and like, I'm watching a person who has like amazing artistry and creativeness to, to try to pull this off the way The Revenant was. And if I step back and go like, well, is there substance to this story or is it all style? I, it's hard for me to argue that it's deeper than style, as mm-hmm. you said. Like there is not, it, it's, 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 it's literally, it's like he wanted to make, I mean, this is not the case because clearly this was totally a film about making these action beats set against pieces of music, but it almost feels like if it was anybody other than Edgar Wright, what I would assume was somebody also wanted to make Drive, and then since Drive had come out, they're like, well, I can't just do that. I have to find something else about it that will let me make this movie without people thinking it's a copy. Mm -hmm. And it was like, well, what if it was all choreographed and set to music? And I know that's not the case. I know he's been trying to make this for forever, but like, it just, there's something that made me kind of reserved about like wanting to stand up and applaud by the Mm -hmm. time. Like I was like, this movie is rad and I love it. And like, there are so many things I want to ask him. Like if I was sitting at a bar, I'd be like, okay, so, so this scene, like when he does this, what is that all? Like I want to ask him about the headphones that I was talking about. We should be clear, by the way, we watched this with Edgar Wright and Ansel Elgort there and we didn't ask any questions. So you should take all of this with a grain (laughs) of salt. Cause if we had the chance, we would apparently sit down and not say anything. (laughs) But I mean, I mean to, to, I, Car- Carson ha- likes to throw around the phrase schnazy gonna schnaze and schnazy is gonna schnaze always and I refuse to ask schnazy questions at like a group Q&A because mm-hmm. I don't want to be like the guy who finally goes okay I'm gonna ask him about the earphones and I stand up like okay last question and then I have like the worst like for me it's a really exciting question but for everybody else it's like why did that guy ask that horrible question mm-hmm. I'm gonna unsubscribe from his podcast <laughs> um but yeah, so I, I, I'm I guess... sorry I said that. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, nice. <laughs> um, but I guess so. So the question I was going to ask you at the beginning of this episode was, when you do something this stylized, like 
taking action beats and editing them together in the way that this does. Like trailers do that all the time, right? Mm-hmm. Because they're trying to give you like uh like the you know the trailer for Mad Max Fury Road is like you know putting all this stuff together and trying to be like really impactful and like ah crazy yeah. And I feel like you could edit a trailer for a similar film to convey the mood of what you're trying to show, but to edit like your entire movie around these songs and have people firing weapons in time with the music and like reloading and doing all sorts of crazy stuff, stacking money. Like what does that add to the film besides style? Like a lot of people are celebrating the process of like taking like the style of this musical and like setting an action film in this way. And, but outside of the achievement of it, 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 to me, there is a level where it feels the same as doing a 20-minute segment of your film where you don't have any edits. Right? Mm-hmm. Like It's like you're doing this not necessarily to narratively do something differently, but you're just saying like, eh, I made Birdman. Well, I, I mean, I, w- I would say, and granted, I was someone who loved The Revenant, so I'm maybe a bad person to try to argue about the differences, but both of them are definitely celebrating style like they're doing a thing that draws attention to itself but i think the narrative of baby driver is so much about this this main character and how music and the speed of life dictates his actions like the way he perceives the world and the way he moves through it is kind of flowing in rhythm with things and occasionally things go and jolt the rhythm but in general he is like he is trying to blend into life, like go along with the beats of life. And and so I think you could argue narratively the existence of this character dictates the way the film is being shown. Kind of like most of Edgar Wright's movies, like there's some stylistic thing that fits for the character. Like I know he didn't wind up finishing Ant-Man, but I feel like the character of Ant-Man, for instance, like fits with his kind of frenetic, energetic style also. It's something like that protagonist would describe their life as if they were telling you the story. Uh, Scott Pilgrim is another example. Like I feel like you could say that's kind of backfitting where probably he chooses characters that will justify his style. But I still think it does make a cohesive narrative. I think this would be a different story if it had been told differently. Yeah, yeah. But I guess it's the. I mean, it would be a different film if it was told differently. But I feel mm-hmm. like, guy, I don't know. I, I I guess there's there 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 are plot beats of certain characters that aren't necessarily justified other than like, wouldn't it be badass if this happened now? Yeah. <laughs> right. There are certain turns and stuff towards the end or like crazy moments where you're like, it doesn't really make sense necessarily. Sure. Um, I, I would never say that it does. I also don't think he meant it to make sense. I think this, the script, I think the screenplay would not be meaningful if he didn't direct it also. Yeah. 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 Like, like it, it doesn't it, it, stand on its own. It is intricately tied to the way that it was made. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Like, like this feels definitely like a personal work, and it hundred percent succeeds at exactly what it's doing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I love it for doing that thing. Um, and that should hundred percent be celebrated. Like this, this is an incredible film. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I love it. I just, it's one of those things where it's like, in a world, in a world, in a year where really, really deep, really, really interesting films come out, this will probably not make any top lists for me. Mm -hmm. But in a year where, like, there are films where just sheer enjoyment is what is putting things on my list, it's 
gonna be towards the top right yeah. like it's just it's it's made so well and the characters are so great um that it's it's a hundred percent worth worth the watch mm-hmm. and I would probably see it again if I wasn't trying to fit in a bunch of other films yeah. in the next few weeks just because it would like if I find myself one of these nights in the next few weeks and it's still in theaters and I'm just like oh I'm bored what should I do like there's a theater two blocks from my bar like I might go see it again right yeah. um and 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 that is is a thing where it's like yeah you cannot deny that level but like for fear of just saying like this movie's so awesome oh my god go see it it's like I, I'm just bringing up these points because I I, I totally could, see yeah. it and I, I think it is I don't know the right characterization of this I feel like genre flick doesn't quite do it justice but this is definitely this is a film about the style not the substance like I I'm trying now to recollect exactly what happened in the movie and like to be clear we watched this now it was probably like four weeks ago or something three yeah. weeks ago it was a little while ago so we're we're kind of a little bit hazy on the details yeah, yeah. um but definitely the thing that sticks with you is the is the mood of the film and the way that it was made it isn't necessarily particular moments that happened in it yeah and i just don't i don't think that makes something any less worthwhile it just makes it different right it's like yeah, pop yeah. it's pop art instead of deep literature or something but there's plenty of room for both on my top 10 list, I think. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. For sure. No, no, I mean, like, I, I think this probably, if I were doing the rankings right now for Edgar Wright films, just in general, I think it would be Scott Pilgrim, Hot Fuzz, and Baby Driver probably comes next on the list. So it, it's like up there. It, it's definitely in those ranks in terms of my enjoyment of it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's, I'm on the spot trying to see if I would put. It's weird to like try to stack it in the Cornetto's trilogy somewhere, right? Right. Because I feel like those have a very specific feel to it. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it, it it's good though. It's good yeah. though. I I was very happy with having seen the film, and it was mostly like a it's like an, an academic argument <laughs> against the film, not not any sort of. Like, oh, pfft, this movie, right? Yeah. I, um, I think an interesting comparison, which I don't know if anyone else is going to want to make, is between this and the last Transformers movie. <laughs> because the Transformers movie, we all agreed, is the most absurdly energetic, zero breaks ever taken active filmmaking that we've seen. Uh, and that is yeah. a marathon. And I think Baby Driver is more of a sprint. Baby Driver knows how long it should keep revving at that pace and when it should kind of relent. Um, but it definitely, it, it is a movie like that where I feel like it is a distilled act of this filmmaker. Like this is Edgar Wright. Wright's going to write, right? It, yeah, this yeah. is his schnazy going to schnaze moment <laughs> where he's like, I like editing. I like music. Here we go. <laughs> well, it, it, I, I was, I was talking to a coworker today um, who had seen the film and I was mentioning like there, there's a scene in the film where, a heist to start, or a, I, I keep calling it a heist, but he's not participating in the heist. There's, there, there's bank robberies, and I guess that's still... Anyways, mm-hmm. so uh, he starts his music. Everybody runs in to do the job. They come out. Something goes wrong, and he's like, hold on, i got to restart the song. And I know that the script was so tight before anything started, but I still wonder whether it was like, mm, I really want to do some of this stuff in this chase, mm-hmm. and it, I can't fit it all in this song. <laughs> 
what if I have him decide he needs to restart the song Mm -hmm. just so we can have an extra like 20 seconds of some sort of car stunts? Yeah. (laughs) It's like those are the type of things that I'm thinking about when you're watching like somebody make a a, a work like this. You're just like, I I don't even I don't even know. Mm -hmm. So. Cool. Sweet. (laughs) Well, um, should we get to our verdict, Stephen? Let's do it. All right. If you're going to give us a must-see, reckon with a caveat, wait for a rental, pass with a caveat, or must-avoid, what would you give it? Must-see. I mean, (laughs) this is just such a purely fun film-going experience. I'm not going to be the one to shit all over it for any reason. (laughs) Apparently, I'm going to be the one to shit all over it for some reason, but it's still a must-see. It is... uh, it's definitely better than Transformers. Oh, that's for sure. Uh, but no, but but it is a really fun thing. And like you could tell everybody in the film is having an amazing time. And uh, you get some great, great performances out of everyone. Like mm-hmm. John, John Hamm is amazing. In this He's movie. the MVP, I think. Yeah, for sure. Sorry, Ansel Elgort. But uh, John Hamm is is definitely a takeaway star for, for this film. Um, so... There you have it. Two must-sees. I'm just going to say that Carson said it was a must-see. I I would be shocked. Shocked if Carson doesn't (laughs) think it's a (laughs) must-see. He's like, I liked it better when it's called Drive. (laughs) (laughs) Um, No, just kidding. We love you, Carson. (laughs) Um, But uh, yeah, there you go. That was our review of... (laughs) I almost called it Drive. (laughs) Baby Drive. Are. Um, but <laughs> uh, Stephen Miller, if people want to find you throughout the week, where can they do that? Uh, if you want to find me, you can go to twitter.com slash sdavidmiller or sdavidmiller.com. People can find me at christopherinreallife.com or twitter.com slash christopherirl. You can find the podcast over at thespoilerwarning.com where you can get a bunch of the back episodes of the show. If you want to know when the episodes go live, you can follow us at twitter.com slash spoilerwarning or like us at facebook.com slash thespoilerwarning. If you want to get a hold of us directly, you can send an email to fans at thespoilerwarning.com or you can use the contact form on our site. Uh, music for this episode will come to this fami- from this fabulous soundtrack to this fabulous film. So hopefully you're enjoying that. Um, yeah, as we mentioned before, we are about to go record a review of The Big Sick. So keep tuned to your feed to see that. Yeah, <laughs> keep your... Keep your wheels on the ground and your gears in transmission. (laughs) I know know cars. Nailed it. (laughs) All right. We will see you guys in just a moment. Bye. (laughs)